4: Good morning on the move cases of the Omicron variant now detected throughout the country five states from New York to Hawaii triggering a new wave of rules and restrictions
5: widespread vaccinations and boosters and testing and a lot more
4: just to the race for research how severe is the variant how fast can it spread and with Christmas just three weeks away what it all means for your holiday plans we've got complete coverage. BREAKING OVERNIGHT, ON THE BRINK, AGAIN. CONGRESS NARROWLY PASSES A BILL TO KEEP THE GOVERNMENT OPEN. A VOTE NEARLY DERAILED BY A HEATED DEBATE OVER VACCINE MANDATES. A LIVE REPORT FROM THE WHITE HOUSE STRAIGHT AHEAD. CRIMINAL CHARGES. POLICE NOW WEIGHING WHETHER THE PARENTS OF THE SUSPECTED SCHOOL SHOOTER IN MICHIGAN WHO USED HIS FATHER'S GUN SHOULD FACE CONSEQUENCES. YOU HAVE A RIGHT TO to POSSESS A GUN, BUT WITH IT COMES RESPONSIBILITY a decision expected as soon as today we'll have the very latest on the record Alec Baldwin gives his account of that fatal shooting on his movie set.
5: I'm just showing you. I go how about that does that work do you see that do you see that He she goes yeah that's good. I let go of the hammer bang the gun goes
4: on this morning why he says it was not his fault and where the case goes from here. Those stories plus door to door. Have you ever wondered how your packages get to you so quickly? We take you on a never before seen look inside the high tech and highly organized chaos at one of Amazon's largest warehouses at the height of the holidays today, Friday, December 3rd,
2: 2021.
6: From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb. Live from Studio One A in Rockefeller Plaza.
4: Uh, good morning, everybody. Welcome to today. It is Friday morning. We're in the middle of the holiday season. We're glad to have you along. Why did you us. do that?
7: Why did you put the Saints and the Cowboys oh. at the very end? Well, Why I'm did sorry. You do that I can't take today? out the news headlines you <laughs> don't right. like. It's a All good right. night
4: for the Cowboys. Yeah. Not so great for your yeah. Saints. We'll have more on that in a minute. We also are going to have some breaking news mm-hmm. out of Capitol Hill overnight. Congress passing a short-term bill to prevent another mm-hmm. government shutdown we're live in washington with
7: what it means moving ahead meantime there are new questions about that deadly shooting on the set of the movie rust as alec baldwin speaks out in a new interview so what did he mean when he said he didn't pull the trigger that story coming up so we'll start with the
4: omicron variant now detected nationwide five new cases reported here in new york adding to the confirmed cases in Hawaii, Colorado, Minnesota, and California. This morning, what this means for you throughout the holidays and the busy holiday travel season. NBC's Sam Brock is kicking things off for us. Sam, good morning.
8: Savannah, good morning. With more cases of the variant identified, the Biden administration is getting more aggressive, not just with vaccines and boosters, but also with testing. These at-home kits cost about $30. Savannah, you can find them online or at your local drugstore. Starting next month, insurance companies will have to reimburse you for these. But will that be enough to prevent another COVID wave? Omicron now spreading on American soil. Five new cases confirmed in New York alone.
9: The early cases that have arise are not life-threatening. They seem to be minor cases, and that is a source of good news for us right now.
8: So far, it's been reported in five states, the latest Hawaii overnight. The mysterious variant's potential severity still unclear. A Colorado woman just returned from Southern Africa, where
6: Omicron is surging. She is uh, experiencing mild symptoms and is isolating at home. She uh, was vaccinated but had not been boosted.
8: It follows confirmed cases in California, San Francisco, and now L.A., as well as Minnesota.
6: It's not surprising that it showed up.
8: That Minnesota infection involving a man who was vaccinated and boosted. He attended a large anime convention at the Javits Center in New York City last month.
10: I have a family at home, so I don't want them to catch it. I don't want them to come home and catch it.
5: We're going to fight this variance with science and speed, not chaos and confusion.
8: President Biden announcing a series of new actions aimed at curtailing a winter COVID spike.
5: It doesn't include shutdowns or lockdowns, but widespread vaccinations and boosters and testing. Part of that effort, expanded travel restrictions and more accessible
8: at-home tests. Millions of free kits will be distributed at community sites, and private insurers will reimburse people who buy them in stores or online. Those at-home antigen
4: tests that you can buy over-the-counter at any drugstore or pharmacy is absolutely essential to helping to control this pandemic.
8: Earlier this year, it took the Delta variant about three months to become the dominant COVID strain in the U.S. Doctors say the best defense against all variants is still getting vaccinated and boosted. Anyone over the age of 5 can get a vaccine, and boosters are now not just available,
4: but recommended for every adult. Do it today, not when Omicron has already been identified in your community.
8: As far as any impact of Thanksgiving on a possible rise in COVID cases, what we saw, guys, were the numbers dip just slightly after the holiday, then start to tick up again. According to the CDC, we're at almost 90,000 infections a
4: day. Savannah? Well, Delta is still moving across the country with rapid speed. There's also some new information about this new variant, Omicron, and reinfections. What do you know about that?
8: So, Savannah, researchers in South Africa were looking at a pretty large sample size, about 3 million positive cases. What they found were 35,000 reinfections. That is a rate of about three times higher than beta- or Delta. So an increase there. Also in South Africa, we're seeing young kids under the age of four with a dramatic rise in hospitalizations. Experts right now say it's likely a matter of weeks, not months, before Omicron becomes the dominant strain in the United States.
7: Sam Brock with the latest for us. Sam, thank you. And when it does come to travel and those new restrictions, the Omicron variant is adding new complications to an already busy season as millions are hoping to see their loved ones over the holidays. NBC's Ann Thompson is at New York's LaGuardia Airport with that part of the story. Hey, Ann, good morning.
10: Good morning, Homa Hoda. You know, just when it feels like things were getting back to normal, along comes the Omicron variant and it is fueling fears that it could stall a recovery in the travel industry both here and around the world. Just as the holiday travel season was beginning to rev its engines, news of the Omicron variant threatening to upset itineraries, with millions now reconsidering their long-awaited holiday plans. Of course. I'm nervous. Others' confident vaccines, masking, and social distancing will keep them safe. We cannot just live in fear, and we have to do what we have to do. And some of that is changing. Starting December 6th, all international travelers coming to the U.S., including American citizens, will have to show a negative COVID test taken within 24 hours of departure. And the mask requirement that has sparked outrageous and dangerous behavior by a few is now extended through March 18th on all domestic flights and public transportation. Fines will now double for those who refuse to comply. But there is still no vaccine or testing requirement for those flying domestically. The White House is keeping its options open. I would say that um, nothing is off the table. We do have some protections, some strong protections in place already, including requirement of mask wearing, United Airlines CEO Scott Kirby expects some financial turbulence from Omicron, but nothing as severe as the Delta variant.
6: It's going to certainly have a near-term impact on bookings. Bookings are going to be lower than they otherwise would have been. But, you know, I think this will be three steps forward, one step backwards.
10: As the world waits for more information about Omicron, health experts say the best protection for travelers is to get vaccinated. If celebrating with family and friends, keep gathering small, host guests outdoors if possible, and remember to wash your hands regularly. But if you are reconsidering your plans, travel experts say call before canceling. If you decide that you're
3: uncomfortable traveling, call the airline, see what they'll do for you. A lot of times they will give you at least the value of the flight in a voucher that you can use on a future trip.
7: So, Anne, you mentioned that international travels have a small window, like a one-day window, to get tested before they can come back to the United Mm -hmm. States. And that may be a big concern just trying to get home for a lot of people. What are some tips so you can avoid any issues?
10: Well, one of the big questions this morning, Hoda, is are you going to need a rapid test or one of those more difficult-to-find PCR tests? We don't know the answer to that question at this time. Travel experts say make sure you choose your... ARRIVAL DAY OR YOUR departure date back to this country carefully because you want to avoid holidays and weekends because it may be harder to find those tests. And if you are unsure where you can get a test traveling abroad, be sure to consult the government website of where you're traveling or ask your travel agent or your hotel. Hoda? All right, some good advice. Ann Thompson
7: for us there at LaGuardia. Ann, thank you. Well, COVID mandates were center stage on Capitol Hill last night in the
4: latest shutdown showdown. But overnight, Congress managed to narrowly approve a bill to Keep the government funded for the moment. NBC's chief White House correspondent, Kristen Walker, has got the details. And Kristen, here we go again. Walk us through exactly what happened, how it went down overnight.
9: It got tense overnight, Savannah, that's for sure. Look, Congress did pass legislation to fund the government through mid-February, so a short-term bill. They avoided a partial shutdown, though, which would have gone into effect at midnight tonight. As you point out, though, Savannah, it came after a big standoff with a group of conservative Republican senators threatening to shut down the government over the Biden administration's vaccine and testing mandates for large employers. Now, ultimately, that fight fizzled out. Republicans just didn't want to be political. Blamed for shutting down the government at a moment the country is facing a new COVID crisis, as you all were just discussing. So, what are the practical takeaways here? Well, the takeaways are the government stays open, which means hundreds of thousands of federal workers will stay on the job, will keep their paychecks. National parks will stay open, and there won't be any disruption for now to other critical government services. Savannah,
4: Kristen, any indication of what this might mean, though, for the,
9: the president's agenda going forward? Well, that's the key question, because, Savannah, this was supposed to be the easy part, keeping the government open. And while Congress did achieve that in the 11th hour, they still have a lot on their plate that could get very messy. They haven't passed a critical bill setting annual defense policy, for example. Lawmakers have to raise the nation's borrowing limit, the debt limit, which we talk about all the time, which expires in the middle of this month. And remember, the president still wants to get his $1.75 trillion climate and social spending plan passed. Republicans completely oppose it, so he has to do it with only Democratic support. And even some moderate Democrats have expressed real concerns about the price tag. So the bottom line here, that messy fight over funding the government that we all just witnessed could be a good preview of things to come, Savannah. In Washington, it's never easy.
4: Has
7: you know never. better than anyone else, Kristen? Thank you very much. <laughs> all right. Craig joins the table. Now we've got some new developments in that deadly high school yeah. shooting in Michigan. Hey, Craig.
11: Hello to Savannah. Good morning. Good morning to you as well. New developments indeed this morning because we could learn to Day, IF THE PARENTS OF THE ACCUSED KILLER, WHO USED A GUN THAT HIS FATHER BOUGHT JUST DAYS BEFORE THE SHOOTING, IF THOSE PARENTS WILL FACE CRIMINAL CHARGES. NBC'S MEGAN FITZGERALD HAS BEEN COVERING THIS STORY FOR US. MEGAN, GOOD MORNING TO YOU.
12: CRAIG, GOOD MORNING. YOU KNOW, FOR THE LAST TWO DAYS, THE OAKLAND COUNTY PROSECUTOR HAS BEEN HINTING AT THE FACT THAT SHE MAY BRING CHARGES AGAINST THAT 15-YEAR-OLD SUSPECT'S PARENTS. AND LATER ON TODAY, SHE'S EXPECTED TO ANNOUNCE THAT DECISION. This morning, authorities say they are weighing potential charges for the parents of 15-year-old Ethan Crumbly, facing multiple charges after the incident that killed four students and wounded seven other people at Oxford High School, north of Detroit.
13: In an abstract hypothetical, if they gave the weapon to this person, it's illegal for someone his age to possess right. or carry a handgun. So if they participate in that, that's clearly a crime.
12: Authorities say the weapon used in the attack was purchased legally by the suspect's father, four days before the shooting. Investigators are trying to figure out how the 15-year-old got the gun. The prosecutor set to make an announcement about charges
0: Friday. You have a right to, to possess a gun, but with it comes responsibility. Allowing it in the hands of somebody that shows signs that they may hurt somebody is not okay, and those people should be held accountable.
12: The parents have not made any public statements and NBC News has not been able to contact them. Two different teachers raised concerns about the suspect's behavior. The school spoke with the teen the day before the shooting, then alerted his parents via voicemail and email. They had a face to face meeting at the school the next day, just hours before the incident. Oakland County Sheriff Mike Bouchard saying authorities were not informed about those concerns.
13: We were never informed until after the shooting.
12: The Oxford Community School Superintendent releasing a recorded statement Thursday.
3: There's been a lot of talk about the student that was apprehended, uh, that he was, you know, called up to the office and all that kind of stuff.
13: No discipline was warranted.
12: Bouchard saying that journal entries and videos made by the suspect and found by investigators indicate his alleged actions appear to be premeditated.
13: Without question, it was it was something that was planned and was anticipated and is chilling in the way it's articulated about it to happen.
12: Now, in light of the school shooting at Oxford High School, some 60 schools across the state have received hundreds of threats. So out of an abundance of caution, they have closed their doors until Monday, though the Oakland County Sheriff here says that so far, none of those threats have been credible. Meanwhile, the victims of that shooting, at least two students remain hospitalized. Craig. Megan Fitzgerald for us there in Michigan. Megan, thank you. We have a lot more to get to this morning. Uh, Well, let's see if we know
13: what's coming as far as your weather is concerned. Here in the Northeast, yesterday, gorgeous day, temperatures way above average, 56 in Detroit, 50 in Albany, New York City, 58, 65 in Washington, D.C. Oh, don't get used to that, because look at that, temperatures take a 17-degree tumble from yesterday to today in Buffalo with a high of only 37. New York City down to 43 for a high today, 15 degrees below average. Pittsburgh, a 16-degree drop from yesterday. But look at today. In the Midwest, from the Rockies, Denver, 62 degrees, 14 degrees above average. We could see some more records today. Nashville it's going to get up to 73. Atlanta, 73 as well, near 74. St. Louis. And then tomorrow, look at this warmth from Fort Smith. New Orleans going to be 73. Charlotte, 73. Albany, Georgia, 10 degrees above average at 75. But then look at this up and down situation we've got going on into next week. Sunday, Detroit, you're 48. By Tuesday, you're 31. Pittsburgh, 53. On Sunday 34 by Tuesday New York City Sunday we're 55 Monday 66 then down to 41 degrees on Tuesday coming up in the next half hour how would you like to spend the night in an Ikea dream come true we'll show you wait what, oh, what? that doesn't seem like <laughs> a weather is... story well it is okay. oh it's good good tea. Tea. Okay.
4: interesting all right okay. now thank you, you still ahead Some really uh, fascinating revelations from Alec Baldwin's first interview since that fatal shooting on his movie set this morning his account moment by moment of that tragedy
7: and what he's saying about possibly facing criminal charges plus his uncertain future in Hollywood then think you're busy during the holiday season imagine what it's like for Amazon. So this morning Tom Costello with a never before seen look behind the scenes at the journey of packages from a warehouse straight to your doorstep and how the online giant can actually predict Ugh. what you are going to buy next. That's um. a good thing. I don't know. But first, this is Today on NBC. That would explain a lot.
0: At KPMG, we make the difference. It's not just something we say. It's what we do. Our professionals believe in the value of collaboration and the power of technology. We work closely with clients to uncover insights that illuminate opportunity, develop bold solutions that innovate industries, and create better outcomes driven by data. Brighter insights, bolder solutions, better outcomes. It's how our people make the difference, driving growth and value for our clients. KPMG, make the difference.
1: visibility at indeed.com slash today just go to indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash today conditions apply need to hire you need indeed three two one merry
2: christmas 7:30.
7: uh, 730, that was the last night's lighting of the National Christmas tree down at the White House. By the way, it was LL Cool J's voice. He was the one helping out the president and first lady to I, do the honorable like, seriously, Who is that? I thought it was President <laughs> Biden for a minute. I thought, oh, he needs a little like tea <laughs> with
4: lemon yeah. or something. Yeah. Let's get a check of your headlines. 730 and we'll start with an update to a story we've been following for a couple of weeks now. 14 people have now been arrested in connection with those smash and grab style crimes at stores across Los Angeles. Groups of thieves have swiped more than $330,000 worth of goods in 11 separate incidents since mid-November. They targeted high-end stores like Louis Vuitton and Nordstrom. 13 adults and one juvenile are now facing charges and police are still looking
7: for more suspects. Newly released autism numbers suggest more children in the U.S. are being diagnosed with a developmental condition and at younger ages. In a study of 2018's data, the CDC researchers found that among eight-year-olds, one in 44 had been diagnosed with autism. That compares with one in 54 kids in 2016. Experts believe the increase re- reflects more awareness and wider availability of special autism services.
11: Some sad news report this morning from the entertainment world. Actor Eddie Mecca, famous for his role on the show Laverne and Shirley, has died. Mecca played Shirley's boyfriend, Carmine, or the, the big Ragu on the hit sitcom that aired from 1976 to 1983. Co-star Michael McKean remembered him on social media as a genuinely good guy and purveyor of cheer Whenever things got cheerless, Eddie Mecca was 69 years old.
7: Also this morning, we are hearing more from Alec Baldwin, opening up in his first interview about that fatal shooting on the set of his Rust film.
4: Yeah, he provided new details about the moments before and after that gun discharged, what went wrong in his mind, and what happens next. We've got complete coverage starting with NBC national correspondent Miguel Almaguer. Miguel, good morning to you.
6: Guys, good morning. Alec Baldwin says he's speaking out because he wants to clear up some misconceptions about what happened on the set of Rust. He says he never pulled the trigger on that firearm that killed the cinematographer, Helena Hutchins, and he also believes he won't face criminal charges. I used to love to make movies. I did, you know,
5: emotional and at times defiant. I feel that 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 uh, someone is responsible for what happened, and I can't say who that is, but I know it's not me.
6: Alec Baldwin telling ABC News his version of how cinematographer Helena Hutchins was shot and killed with a Colt 45 revolver he was holding while rehearsing a scene like this. The actor says he pulled back the hammer but didn't fully cock the weapon. I'm holding that. I'm just showing. Her. I go, how
5: about that? Does that work? You see that? Do you see that? Do you see that? She goes, yeah, that's good. I let go of the hammer. Bang, the gun goes. Off.
6: Baldwin insisting he never pulled the trigger. You're going to
11: trust me, too. I it's
0: a What?
6: Baldwin says he's grieving for Hutchins and her family. This boy doesn't have a mother anymore. And, um, and there's nothing we can do to bring her back. Attorneys for the film's armorer, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, recently telling Savannah they believe someone deliberately sabotaged the set by mixing live ammunition into a box labeled Dummy Rounds.
3: The person who put the live round in the box of Dummy Rounds had to have the purpose of sabotaging this set. There's no other reason you would do that, that you would mix that live round in with a Dummy Round.
6: It's a claim Baldwin says he doesn't believe. That's an enormous charge to make, that someone came in and did something for what
5: purpose? What was their motive in doing that if somebody did that? It's overwhelmingly likely that it was
6: an accident. Just hours before the deadly shooting, members of the film's camera crew had walked off the set, citing poor working conditions and safety concerns. But Baldwin telling ABC News he had no knowledge of any serious issues on the set and believed the filming on Rust was going well. And so, help me God, I sat on that pew right before they called lunch, and I said,
5: this movie has made me love making movies again.
6: Baldwin also pushing back against criticism, he should have checked the gun even after being told it was cold or safe by assistant director Dave Halls. The actor's
5: responsibility
6: is to do what the prop armorer tells him to do. And when asked if he feels guilt as well as grief, Baldwin said no. Honest to God, if I felt that I was responsible, I might
5: have killed myself if I thought I was responsible. I don't say that lightly.
6: With no criminal charges filed yet in this case, many legal experts say they were surprised Baldwin decided to speak out publicly before this case was closed. As for the actor, he says he does plan to work on a production in January, but wouldn't be surprised if his career was over because of what happened here in New Mexico. Savannah, we should also add we did reach out to, Santa, to Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, but we have not heard back from her camp. Savannah.
4: All right, Miguel, thank you. Well, let's get more perspective on what Alec Baldwin had to say from legal analyst Lisa Green. Lisa, good morning to you. Good morning. Well, as a strictly uh, legal matter, it's pretty unorthodox for someone to sit down and do a television interview like this while the investigation is still ongoing. And it's a bit risky.
2: A little risky, but not necessarily the end of the world. The risk a lawyer would tell Alec Baldwin about is you're memorializing your version of events. And if down the road, in a moment of reflection as you hear other witnesses come forward, if you want to change any element of your story, you are now vulnerable to a jury or an insurance company or a judge saying, well, which version is true?
4: Yeah, because any, even minor inconsistencies, somebody can hold up the prior interview in a
2: cross-examination and, and, and try to pin him down. So it's, it's a, it is a bit legally risky. That's right. That's the credibility test. On the other hand, Baldwin clearly thought HE DESERVED AN OPPORTUNITY TO TELL HIS STORY AND WHAT A STORY IT IS. WELL, I HAVE TO SAY, YOU KNOW, HE'S GOT LAWYERS
4: AND CERTAINLY HIS LAWYERS KNOW THAT it, it's, it, can be, um, IT CAN BE RISKY TO DO AN INTERVIEW LIKE THIS, BUT IT'S NOT THE ONLY CONSIDERATION. THERE'S A PUBLIC RELATIONS KIND OF
2: MATTER HERE. THERE'S GETTING HIS SIDE OF THE STORY. DOES, does THAT MATTER AT ALL? It it might matter. You know, jurors, let's say this case went to a jury, are instructed, and I believe they generally listen to the admonition, leave everything outside, listen to what happens in this courtroom. But that could be months or years away. So now Baldwin has had a chance to tell his side of the story. It's an extraordinary story. What happens now, of course, is that experts dissect what he said, particularly about Firing the gun. Well, let's talk about that because he says
4: he actually didn't pull the trigger. He had cocked back the hammer of the gun, and then when he let it go, off the gun the goes. Seems to me the real issue is here. uh, Regardless of how the gun was fired, why was there a live round in there?
2: No, that's exactly right. And Baldwin himself said that's the mystery we need the answer to. But you know, in a civil suit liability can be a chain. And for sure, no one is suing this gun civilly, uh, nor will the gun be held criminally responsible. So a lot more questions that can be answered now, Savannah, by examining the gun and talking to munitions experts who can opine about Baldwin's version of events. Is it possible that a gun can fire this way, I bet there'll be experts on both sides of that story. We know there's going to be civil liability. There
4: are already lawsuits. The question is whether there'll be a criminal case. Real quickly, I'll put you on the spot. You don't have to say who, but do you think there will be criminal charges in this case against anybody?
2: You know, the standard's so high because you need criminal intent. I'm guessing no. All right, Lisa, thank you very much. Guys. All right, Savannah, thank you. Uh, Coming up next, we're going to take a turn to the hectic holiday
7: shopping season. Ever wonder how those packages get delivered so fast?
11: Well, Tom Costello got a first-ever, first-hand look at the process inside one of Amazon's biggest and busiest warehouses, including the technology that can actually predict what you'll buy. Explains a lot, doesn't it? We'll have that for you right after this.
0: For the love of home.
6: Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call.
4: We Raced TO DELIVER THIS MORNING IN OUR SERIES EXPLORING THIS BUSY HOLIDAY SHOPPING SEASON. THE SUPPLY CHAIN CRISIS HAS CERTAINLY LEFT A LOT OF US SCRAMBLING. Uh,
11: YES, INDEED. THIS MORNING, A NEVER-BEFORE-SEEN LOOK AT PRECISELY HOW AMAZON ACTUALLY PREDICTS WHAT YOU WILL ORDER BEFORE YOU
7: DO AND SEEMS TO HAVE EVERYTHING IN STOCK. NBC'S TOM COSTELLO WENT BEHIND THE SCENES WITH THE ONLINE RETAIL GIANT TO SEE HOW THIS ALL WORKS. TOM, EVERYONE'S TALKING ABOUT THIS STORY. THEY SAY IT'S FASCINATING.
3: It's, I got to say, it's eye-popping, right? So it's late at night, the kids are in bed, you're sitting in front of the computer, you find that great deal and you click buy. What happens next? And how is it that Amazon seems to not only know what you're going to buy, but what your neighbors are going to buy, and they have everything in stock? We spent two days at Amazon's facilities in the Midwest to see how it all comes together. This morning, behind the scenes at Amazon and a firsthand look at one of the most sophisticated networks of computers, robots, trucks, planes, and software that anticipates what you'll order before you even click buy. On Black Friday alone, 1600 orders every second. This is the busiest delivery station in all of Michigan. During the peak holiday rush, 116,000 packages a day. And that means each delivery van will deliver about 250 packages. But your order actually starts here. At one of Amazon's massive fulfillment centers, Justin Walsh's job is to fill orders fast. And he's got help. An army of 8,000 yellow robots carrying hundreds of unrelated items and programmed to roll into position with whatever Justin needs at just the right moment. It's really mental. Like, in, in my mind, I'm always learning where the, the barcodes are, what the items are. At this site alone, Amazon stocks 20 million items, from cell phones to shampoo to snacks to baseballs. And Amazon actually predicts your next purchase using software that analyzes every order placed in your zip code, then stocks up for the next order.
8: We can make adjustments to our inventory across the entire network, making sure that we have a continuous supply of inventory ready to go so that we can fulfill our customers' orders in a timely fashion.
3: From here, packages head to Amazon's brand-new Air Hub at the Cincinnati Airport. Inside, even more, mini robots are in constant motion, barely missing each other as they rush from barcode to barcode. Minutes later, all those packages get loaded into cargo containers and onto a waiting plane. Amazon now has 110 planes in its global fleet. Your package's final stop, a delivery station near you with vans lined up early in the morning. Each driver arranges their truck so that whatever's going to be delivered first is the first package to come off. So they load from front to back and then go the opposite direction as they deliver.
2: So basically our routes are figured at the beginning of the night. So we know all the volume that's gonna come in at midnight.
3: Once out the door, every turn on each route determined by Amazon software to speed delivery round the clock from the minute you click till the minute your package arrives. I gotta say, when you see this up close and personal, again, two days there, the technology is astonishing that they have employed, the computers, the robots, uh, the software, it's it's really mind-boggling. Now listen, as you know, Amazon has been accused of, and and perhaps rightly so, of driving a lot of brick-and-mortar retailers out of business. Tens of thousands allegedly out of business. Amazon says, OK, but we've also got millions, two million, of small and medium-sized businesses that use the Amazon platform to get their products to customers. Regardless, it is the reality of shopping in 2021, guys. Man.
7: that's Those robots just
3: missing each I other mean, was pretty amazing. And here's <laughs> the
11: thing, Tom, if this is where we are in 2021, where are we five, 10 years yeah. from now?
3: I think that's exactly right. I mean, if they're already anticipating that you, Craig, are going to order shampoo next week. Uh, you know where is this going to be in five years and ten years? Yeah, you know you remember that movie with Tom Cruise when he was walking through yeah. and they were Minority they were report. giving him advertisements yeah. based on the eye scan. Minority yeah. Report. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You wonder if that's not what's in the future. Real <sighs> close. Yeah. Thank
4: All you, right. Tom. Thank you. Yeah. Craig, yeah. what are you gonna yeah. buy in five years? I have yeah. no idea what Same I'm gonna thing. buy. No, a bigger ride, earring like for
3: Christmas.
13: <laughs> yeah, let's no.
4: More bling. More bling. I think you might be right. No,
13: those Amazon robots are probably gonna replace us. <laughs> yeah, I'd
4: exactly. like to buy one of those Amazon robots. <laughs> Move the kids yeah, around. Yeah, put, put a little vacuum on, on it. it. Yeah, yeah. you are yeah.
13: irreplaceable. There's oh, no oh, replaceable. Totally everybody's out. replaceable. Believe me. But believe. Hey, how would you like spending the night in an IKEA? Okay. okay. So this they is what happened. It happened in Denmark, Alborg, Denmark. A massive snowstorm shut down roads, and so there were a lot of folks who were already at IKEA the employees and some folks working and they ended up having to stay in the IKEA so they started playing cards of course they had unlimited meatballs and lingonberries, berries so that was not a problem but they also got to sleep I mean they, let's face it it's uh, it's IKEA did they did they use the 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 Hossvog or the host I don't know it, but you had plenty of choices so that's pretty cool anyway what a great thing they ought to start a hotel uh, hey look at this Denver just the opposite no No, 226 days since the last measurable snowfall april 21st the record 235 days back in 1887 next chance for snow that's on tuesday now we are looking at some snow possibilities but to the north of denver that's going to be part of that system in fact denver right now having a uh, Parch, Colorado—they've got drought-free, and they've been extreme drought for a while now. But we've got winter weather alerts from Saturday to Monday right across the northern plains. This clipper is going to be coming across, bringing a uh, low pressure, and that's going to bring bringing snow from the Montana from Montana all the way into the Dakotas. Then heavy rain as you get down into the Mississippi River Valley. We're looking at severe weather there. In fact, heavy rain, Little Rock all the way to Louisville through Sunday. Anywhere from one to three inches of snow and heavy uh, rain I should say and heavy snow Saturday to Monday Northern Plains we're talking some places eight inches of snow in the upper Great Lakes and that's your latest weather guys.
4: All right Al thank so. you we're still ahead now that we've shown you how packages arrive at your door time to strategize the shopping
11: and who better to do that than Vicki Wynn. Vicki's going to be here with everything we need to know about saving money avoiding scams and more.
0: Coming up your
4: eight o'clock hour.